You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe well good morning you unbelievably good looking human beings my god just feasting my eyes on all of you and it's hard to look away seriously um you are all gorgeous including the people in our discord praxa melissa and tim <clears throat> you all uh, not only keep me honest but you make me smarter uh, with all of your contributions it is monday morning i hope you are well and uh let's get into it first of all it is, you know, Motivation Mondays, Manifestation Mondays. What does your what does your Monday look like? What does your week look like? What does success look like for you? It's a good opportunity. Do you know? I, I've never really been a journaler, um, but I'm starting to I'm starting to get a little bit more reflective and introspective and self reflective. Um, but determine what success looks like. Realistic success. Not success that others put on you, but success that you that you feel comfortable, that makes sense for you. What what is a victory this what are the small victories this week that would um constitute a great week? Uh, uh, not just 
not just cutting, you know, not just this idea of one week closer to the end of the year or one week left. I mean, think about it at its most morbid level, right? It's one one week left to live, one week less of your life. Did you make the most of it? Did you really make the most of it? So what would mean or what would constitute you making the most of today or this hour or this week? Think about it. I know it sounds sometimes like almost like corny or dumb, but it isn't. It isn't. When we sometimes going when we go through the motions, when we're in such um, execution mode or, uh, or fight or flight mode, it's hard sometimes to take a break, to pause, um, to reflect <clears throat> on how far you've come as opposed to how far you've yet to travel. Of course, we all have a, a long way to travel depending on where we're going. Uh, but also if we think about life. I mean, if we think about life as a journey, well then, yeah, it's a long, it's a long road. It's a windy road and it's a road filled with twists and turns and potholes and dangers and challenges. Um, but we wouldn't want it any other way. So that's kind of my, what I want to just <clears throat> send out to all of you today is this idea of, you know, take a moment to reflect, whether you're doing it in this room or you do it afterwards. This is an opportunity to actually set an intention, <clears throat> set an intention for the whole week and, and check back on it and, and, and check yourself and be able to determine if, in fact, maybe you blew through that goal and you didn't even realize it and you didn't even take the time to celebrate it, to pause and reflect on how far you've come. So that's with that said, um, I, I came up with a topic last week, and I was thinking about the concept of uh, of a hole. Of you know, sometimes when we feel we're digging ourselves into a hole, and there's there's so many sayings about it. But if you think about it, sometimes things feel pretty dark or, you know, despairing, um, you realize that you are heading down a path or, or maybe being forced down a path and you don't feel like you're in control. You don't feel like you can do anything about it. And there's an old saying, of course, that says when digging oneself into a hole, the best thing to do is to stop digging. So, you know, what I thought is <clears throat> we would be a little creative today and talk about different solutions that are open to us. So digging out of a hole, metaphorically speaking, is something many of us face at some point in our careers or our personal lives. Perhaps we feel like we're in it right now, in which case this conversation could not have come at a better or an opportune time. I want to ask all of you that are here, whether you're um, in Discord or whether you're in Clubhouse, uh, please do share the room. Um, it doesn't even have to be through social media methods. Send an email or a text to someone and say, hey, why don't you come and join us today? Um, and now you know what the subject is. So there's a little bit of an added incentive to do it. So what I thought we would do is, um, is as I said, have this conversation. We can, if people want to come up and share at some point, they can. Once I've gone through all these points, I'm, I'm happy um, to even focus on you and how we can help you. Um, this is, in many respects, not 
about just getting a bigger shovel um, because that's just going to make the hole that much worse or bigger. Um, it's about looking at the situation from an entirely new perspective. So here are a bunch of ways um, that we might want to think about the idea. First of all, let's just take a moment to think about this metaphorical hole. We're digging ourselves into a hole. What does that mean to dig yourself into a hole? It means maybe out of your own doing, um, you are behind. You're on the back foot, not the front foot. Remember, the Collective Cafe is about the front foot, about start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, or if the right foot for you is the left foot, but you know what I'm saying. So for whatever reason, you've dug yourself into a hole. Uh, Maybe you made a mistake. Um, maybe with the best intentions, um, you've, you've set a few things into motion that right now um, are not great, are suboptimal. Um, or maybe you did it, maybe not on purpose, but maybe through fault of your own, right? Through your arrogance, through your stubbornness, um, through some of the negative traits that you're working on, that you're trying to work on, um, you've ended up putting yourself on the back foot. You're in the corner. You're against the ropes. So clearly, the first point is to stop digging, right? Because if you think about it, stopping digging is, in a way, by default, the best way to get out of the hole. Why? Because the hole is not as deep as it will become. So if you keep on digging, the hole gets deeper and deeper, As the hole gets deeper and deeper, it becomes harder and harder to get out of it. But I think we can go a little step, excuse the pun, deeper, which is why is our instinct to keep on digging? Well, I mean, answer that question, and uh, you're probably running a successful therapy practice or coaching practice and getting your seven and eight figure uh, returns as well. By the way, you don't need to pay anyone money to tell you that. I just told you that for free. If you can answer that question, um, then then you know what? I'm going to be tuning into your show. Forget a Move aside Dr. Phil. Um, I am going to be um, subscribing to Dr. Bruce or Dr. Bez, Professor Bez or, or Dr. Joshua uh, or, you know, how about uh, Honey is in the House just looking at some of your names over there. But I know it sounds almost like kind of like like flippant, right? But because in a way I'm saying, how do you solve for human nature? Well, if you're aware of it in the first place, maybe you can solve for it. Why do we continue to dig in, right? To dig our heels. Why, when we are aware of sometimes what we're doing, whether it's an argument, a fight, a why do we just dig in on our position? Well, I mean, again, we could spend the whole hour talking about that. There's pride. There is, there is the ability to, you know, our lack of um, comfort, if you will, to show vulnerability, to say, you know what, I screwed up. Actually, this is ridiculous. Um, we can't do that especially because of societal um, you know, perceptions or, or, or shackles that are put on us. Be a man or you know, you're the, 
the leader of the pack or whatever, you can't show fear. You can't show weakness. They'll skin you alive. They'll eat you alive. You show any bit of weakness. And those piranhas, drop a little bit of blood, those piranhas are coming in for you. That may be true, but it doesn't mean we give up. It doesn't mean that this default position should be just to just, you know, say, I, the line is drawn, the line in the sand is drawn, the red line, we talk about a red line. I mean, these days, all you have to do is give a president a Sharpie um, and you can redefine the line. Just a little bit of a joke there. But I think the thing is, if you have to understand first, so it's almost like point zero. By the way, there are like 10 points. Um, Point zero is understand why people dig in the first place and why people continue digging. I think that's important. So there is a little bit of reflection on why you got into that position or why you couldn't stop. But now let's kind of move forward. Evaluate what's going wrong or what's why you got in that position, but just the ability to put a pause on it, the ability to just stop the digging, puts you in a better position relatively for what's to come. Hole gets deeper, much harder to figure out how to get out of it on so many levels. And throughout some of these um, ideas here, just imagine the hole, the metaphorical hole is deeper and deeper and deeper how much harder it is. Think about being able to, to call for help, right? Point number three, much harder when you're deeper, deeper, deeper in that hole. So stop digging, put a pause on it, reflect, evaluate, come up with a solution. By the way, sometimes maybe the answer is don't do anything, just stop, pause, rest. You know, clear your mind of all the, the stresses all the, um, you know, all of these limiting beliefs and thoughts that are driving you insane. Everyone, everyone's car is better than yours. Everyone's house is better than yours. All of these expectations that are put upon you by society, by your friends, by your family, and worse, yourself. So now let's think about point number two. Build a ladder creatively. If the hole is too deep, maybe it's time to build a ladder. Use the resources around you, even if they're unconventional, like you know, leaning on a network or discovering hidden talents that you didn't even know you knew, didn't even know that you possessed, I guess. So think about that. You know, we need some lateral thinking in this situation. Right? Lateral thinking basically says, you know, why do we assume that this hole is just, you know, a hole. There's nothing but, what, what is the hole made out? Well, the hole's not made out of nothing. But, but what, what is the material? Is it, is it dirt? Is it, you know, is it fear? You know, if you can actually label it, if you can understand what it is, maybe by examining the dirt, let's go back to the metaphor for a second. By examining the dirt, you find certain materials. You know, this is the MacGyver approach. For those of you that, you know, the beauty of MacGyver is I was growing up in, in I guess, in the 80s, and MacGyver, uh, what was his name, uh, Richard Dean Anderson, um, was, was the star of MacGyver, and they brought MacGyver since, back since. So, it, by the way, it's, it's not, um, 
it's it's a it's a false assumption to assume everyone knows MacGyver because there are plenty of young, you know, whether we call them, Gen, I mean, maybe you're here today, Gen Z, Gen Alpha that don't even watch um, streaming, uh, don't even watch terrestrial or television. So you may not know who MacGyver is, but MacGyver was a, a guy who could literally cobble together these incredible contraptions based on just things lying around, things that you would discard or not even, you know, you would pass over, you wouldn't even look twice at. So, you know, we think of like whether it's building a bomb or building a telephone or building a, I don't know, um, a communication vehicle or whatever, but or, or a lock or he could solve any problem by just being incredibly resourceful. Maybe you have those resources inside you. This Maybe you have a hidden talent and you can only discover it or you only do discover it in a time of crisis or in a time when you feel like everything else around you is has has failed or is failing or has failed you. So build a ladder creatively. Now this is very lateral. If you ask me right now what does that mean? I don't know what it means. I don't know. Unless unless I myself am in the hole or I'm in the hole with you or you're in the hole explaining exactly the situation, I can't concoct a a, a ladder out of nothing. But if you follow the rules or if you actually kind of respect the process. This idea of a ladder, a ladder is a solution. It allows you to climb out. Now, I love lateral thinking. So one of the ways of thinking laterally is maybe the hole wasn't that deep to start off with. Maybe you were just sitting down and all you had to do is stand up. Or maybe you just had to look up. So it's possible that in fact you were able to just you know jump up and down or you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and of course there are so many opportunities like for example making divots into the soil um that almost create like footholds and climbing your way out so build a ladder creatively number 3 invite a friend don't be afraid to ask for help a fresh perspective or a helping hand might be all you need. So who is to say that there's no one metaphorically outside of the hole that can literally put in their hand and pull you out or toss down, um, you know, or toss down a rope or, or go and ask for help. Remember, when the hole is too deep, you can call, you can scream, you can yell, no one is going to hear you. In space, no one can hear you. What's it? In space, no one can hear you scream or something like that. Of course, laterally, who's to say that you didn't have a phone on you, a cell phone? And assuming there was cell phone connection, why not just ask for help? This sounds almost trite, but it is probably the most powerful thing of of all of these things. Ask for help. But you can't ask for help if you don't know you need help. You can't ask for help if you're too proud to ask for help. You can't ask for help if you don't even recognize the situation you're in. You can't ask for help if no one actually is around to help you. So just the act of recognizing that you need help is powerful. Then the ability to ask for help is equally powerful. And neither of those are necessarily easy. Again, add those two to your therapy practice. 
in terms of understanding human nature or your business coaching practice when you when you're now on your way to making millions and millions of dollars number 4 turn the hole into a well well maybe the hole isn't a problem but an opportunity can you transform it into something useful like a well of wisdom or experience okay we're getting a little esoteric right cuz because when i said turn the hole into a well you probably thought of water. Well, what's wrong with water, by the way? We need it to survive. How long have you been in the hole for? You might need the water. Where does the water come from? Well, the water could come from up top in terms of rain, but the water could also be coming from below. What if you actually discovered a well? What if you dug in a different direction? What if you were aware of the soil becoming moist at a certain point and you were able to tap into a well or a, a reservoir. Obviously, the, the idea here would be as the water rises, so you rise with the water. But of course, the other way to think about it is a well of wisdom. What, what do we mean by this? What if you could actually turn the problem into an opportunity? Or better still, what if the problem was the opportunity? Now, what I mean by that and I can actually explain it without being too esoteric. I had uh, Dave Rendell on my show years ago. I mean, years ago. I've been doing the show for three and a half years. By the way, just quick little bit of a little bit of a, a break promo break. Um, the link you see above, Alpha Beta Talk number ten, is going to actually be a the whole one hour or less will be a fireside chat between myself and Greg. We've worked together. We know each other very well. He's one of the smartest, nicest, um, really smartest strategic people I've ever met in my life, published author. And uh, we're calling it Welcome to Clown Town, um, where we're maybe describing Web3 or we're descri- describing the metaverse uh, or we're just, just describing innovation or the state of the world, the economy, as Clown Town. The question is, who are the clowns? Are you the clown? Is someone around you the clown? Some of us are afraid of clowns. So yes, we're going to extend that metaphor as well. And I would love uh, for you to attend if you're able to. So Dave Rendell was on my show. And um, he's known as the giant freak in pink. Um, I'll never forget. He spoke about, he said, you know, when I was young, when I was at school, I wouldn't sit still. I couldn't sit still. They all wanted me to sit still. Um, I was. I just spoke all the time. I wouldn't stop. Couldn't stop talking. They all wanted me to be quiet. I was just, you know, kind of fidgeting and moving around, etc. They wanted to control me. The weakness, his weakness, ADHD. Whether it was diagnosed, self-diagnosed, it would be later diagnosed. Um, but he was probably not probably. His teachers looked at him. This kid doesn't shut up. This kid doesn't sit still. This kid doesn't listen to advice. This kid is just beating, you know, uh, be- beating to the, uh, to the beat or, or, or dancing to the beat of his own drum. He said, today, I'm a recognized global keynote public speaker. He said, I don't shut up on the stage, not for a second. And people love it. I don't stand still at all on stage. And people love it. I don't, no one controls me. I control the stage and my audience. 
and they pay me big bucks. I'm paraphrasing as well. The weakness was the strength. He didn't need to take medication or control it or eradicate it or minimize it or treat it. He embraced it. His weakness, his energy, his um, you know, uh, his passion, his uh, almost manic physical and verbal um, uh, passion actually ended up being his strength. So turn the problem into an opportunity or better yet, recognize the problem in fact is the opportunity. Can you transform the whole into something like a well because maybe it was never a hole to start off with, right? It was something designed to capture something else. You could look at, you know, a cup. You could look at a filter. You could look at something and say, that, is it a hole or is it, an, is it a, a reservoir? Is it an opportunity to capture something incredible? Number five, use a trampoline, bounce back. A positive attitude and resilience can work wonders in propelling you upward. Um, so we're getting a little, you know, esoteric. I mean, th- we're getting a lot esoteric as well. But the idea of bouncing back, right? I mean, what if you don't have a trampoline is the, is the question you might be thinking or asking. Uh, well, good point. I mean, maybe, again, you could have made a trampoline, going back to one of the previous examples, Um, with the MacGyvered your way into a trampoline. But the idea of bouncing back, you know, we, our legs are trampolines. You know, if we can, you know, basically go into a crouching position and propel and use lift and use some basic physics, I'm not a physicist, nor do I understand any of these equations. But we're talking about being able to leap to a, to a higher height I mean, when we see some of these, uh, what do they call it? Uh, like like um, radius or, I mean, the, the basketball players, um, they have like a, a, a metric that they use um, to be able to determine how high they can jump. Well, how high they can jump is greater than their actual height. If they're seven foot five or eight foot, they don't jump, you know, they, 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 they soar to greater heights. They're able to actually reach 12, 13, 14, I don't know what the numbers are, 15 feet. How is that possible? By actually maybe turning their body into a trampoline. Number six, create an elevator pitch. Not a literal elevator, but have a clear, concise idea of where you want to go and how to present it to others. Now, this sounds like a little bit kind of lame because now we're thinking, but we're still, you know, on this weird kind of uh, path or metaphor of we've got ladders, we've got trampolines as well. But what about the concept of an elevator or in this case, an elevator pitch? Um, This idea, a plan, right? Succinct, TLDR, too long, didn't read. The ability to have to reduce the complexity, reduce the the panic, reduce everything to a succinct pitch. So, you know, if we're using our, going back to our metaphor, people walk past. They're curious. What's going on? What's this noise coming from this hole? Um, how are you going to get their attention? 
why do we assume that someone walking past is a friend? We spoke about that earlier, right? Number three, invite a friend. But what about a stranger? What about someone walking past the hole? What about that person thinking, ah, 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 no one's dumb enough to dig themselves into a hole. This has got to be a, say it with me, a trap. So I'm going to reach out to them and they're going to pull me into the hole. You know, this is the the story of the scorpion and the frog. Maybe, you know, misery loves company. Maybe the idea was just to pull someone else in because they just wanted company. And now both of us are in the same hole. And by the way, that metaphor absolutely applies. How many times do we drag people down with us? How many times do we actually pull people into our own mess? Because we're too proud, because... You know, how many times have we gone and tried to raise money from people? And now more people are on the hook for it. So it isn't a fait accompli at all, at all, that someone will help you just because you called for help. So you need, if not the elevator, an elevator pitch or the ability at least to widen the widen the potential number of people that might want to help you or listen to you um, or collaborate with you or work for you as well. Number seven, throw a rope to the surface. Reach out to mentors or connections at higher places. Sometimes a well-placed contact can pull you out. So, third category, right? First is a friend. Second one is a stranger. But what about a connection? What about someone in your network? You kind of don't really need the elevator pitch as much as you as you need to be able to, or as much as you can call in a favor. Someone who you, you've built equity, you've built equity with them in the past. Maybe you helped pull them out of a hole at some point. So chances are that they're going to help you. Chances are that they're going to listen to you. Chances are that at least they're going to give you a little bit more time of day than that stranger who said, you know, time is money. Give me the TLDR. So this is an opportunity. The rope, in a way, is a connection. The rope may not be... Because think about it as well. Let's just say you had... By the way, in this whole analogy, if we were doing an exercise right now, if we were, um, if I was your coach, or if we were all actually um, on some kind of a program, no, I never said if I was setting up the scenario, or maybe someone else was setting it. I didn't. I, I I didn't say how much you what you had on you. I didn't. Nobody asked. So there's an interesting point here as well which is when we are in a hole when we are in some kind of a challenge why would we why not be curious why not be actively curious why not explore our surroundings before trying to panic or give up or come up with a solution how can you come up with a solution when you don't actually and you aren't fully aware of the tools and the means that are even available to you in the first place. 
So you want to get out of this hole, first of all, realize what tools you have at your disposal. Now, this idea of a rope, through, I, I love the analogy of a rope because you can use a rope to lasso and attach to something and pull yourself out of the hole or you can use it to basically hang yourself. It, the tool itself can be a weapon or it can be, I mean, it can be salvation or it can be the end of you. It depends on your outlook. It depends on your mindset. It depends on your resourcefulness. Um, it depends on your ability to expand your possibilities as opposed to hide or, or cower behind a contracted number of problems. So when we talk about the rope as well, um, again, we're, we got a rope. Well, that's great. The rope means nothing unless you can attach the rope to something. So that's why this idea of throw a rope to the surface, right? The analogy of reaching out to mentors. By you throwing a rope to the surface, someone coming along now can see the rope. First of all, go, wait a second, hole plus rope. Let's look in. Let's see what's going on. Or more importantly, how can they help you if they don't have the means? How can you actually help them? Help me help you is what we're trying to say here. So just because there's someone else outside of the hole, I mean, let, let, let's go back to this whole idea of, you know, misery loves uh, company, right? What if... Somebody literally leans into the hole, extends their hand, tries to help you, but you end up, but falls in with you, or you end up pulling them in, or they don't have the strength to help you. So in that particular case, they needed something more. They needed the rope. So by you throwing the rope to the surface, even if it wasn't apparent what or where to attach the rope, you didn't need that. You needed someone else to then use that tool with you or on your behalf. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, number eight. I love this one, which is uh, use the dirt. The dirt you've dug up might be useful. Can it be turned into bricks? for building something new? What about that water source? What about the ability to almost create cement-like objects? What about just being able to use it as a ramp? Why not? Why did we assume that the dirt is all bad? Now, initially, if we go back to this idea of digging a hole probably that dirt would have ended up outside of the hole. But as the hole gets deep and too deep, that dirt now falls back into the hole. So why not turn that dirt into a ramp? Why not turn the dirt into bricks for building something new? Now comes the time in the conversation where I ask you the question, what is the dirt? What does the dirt represent? I'm looking at all the comments now. Suddenly, um, 
suddenly as 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 well, which is uh, um, Praxim says the twenty five year old personal trainer broke the the showing wait a personal trainer broke the Guinness World Record for the highest standing jump at the team. Uh, what's it? Moljo Strength and Conditioning Facility in Shrub Oak on Sunday afternoon. Spell, is that his name? Spell, who previously held the world record back in July 2019, reclaimed his title after after soaring 67 inches high. He broke the previous mark of 65 inches set by Brett Williams of Fort Worth, Texas in September 2019. Spell is 5'9 tall, which is 69 inches so let's see what he did. So he basically jumped. Am I understanding this correctly, um, Praxim? He managed to jump twice his his height. Twice his height. How is that possible? How can you actually jump uh, twice your height? I don't even know how that's possible. But anything is possible. Uh, he said no, two inches less than his height. Well, I mean, okay, thanks. Thanks for that. But that's unbelievable. Close to 2x. That's pretty amazing. So let's go, let's go back to that question. And by the way, at about 245, uh, did I say 245? Why did I say 245? I meant 845. If people want to come up and, and join the conversation, I would love to hear you. I love how we actually, it seems, <laughs> I look at these clubhouse rooms and and they're interesting. I look at how many people pass through. It seems like the same number of people pass through, more or less about 220, 230, 240, 250 um, over the course of an hour. Um, we always end up with about 20 in the room. I do wonder right now from a clubhouse standpoint um, who is real and who is not. Um, but the beauty is, um, is that every time someone makes a comment, um, I, I know you are real um, and, and it's awesome. And it's awesome to be building real connections with you um, person by person as well. Uh, I see a dimple in the audience uh, as well. And, and of course, you know, people want to move over to our Discord. That's awesome too. So let's go back to the question. What is the dirt? What is the dirt in your life? You can answer it shortly or you can reflect on it as well as you're reflecting on so many questions. As you're reflecting, quite frankly, on whether you're You've dug yourself into a hole based on a whole variety of aspects of your own doing and not of your own doing. The dirt, the discarded dirt, the dirt that actually created the hole, the problem, part of the problem, is the problem the solution, is the weakness the strength. What is the dirt in your life? What is the every day the dirt that you overlook, the dirt that you take for granted, what if you embraced the dirt? What if you embraced your weaknesses? What if you embraced and actually looked a little bit deeper? What if you found the diamond in the rough, the needle in the haystack? Number nine, embrace the darkness. Sometimes the best way to find the light is to fully understand the darkness. Embrace the whole, learn from it, and it may guide you to the way out. This is reflection. This is the ability to, you know, I, I, I'll tell you that like lately, um, I mean lately in the last three or four years, when I felt um, this, this depressed feeling, shall we say, um, 
I don't know what it, I can tell you how to, how I describe it. It's, it's a heaviness. It's a heaviness and it just, it just overcomes me and, and I start breathing heavily and I've embraced it. I know what it is and I'm like, I, I, and I wallow in it and I just, I just let it, let it have its way with me and I know it's temporary. For me, it's temporary. I'm fortunate. I'm, I'm privileged that it's temporary. I don't fight it. I welcome it. I've heard so much lately on so many levels from so many different coaches, from so many different guests on my show, which is all these negative emotions like fear. If you actually can just, um, if you can just allow it into your life for just a brief moment, but then don't let it overcome you. Don't let it take you over. Don't let it um, overwhelm you. We need it sometimes. We need the survival instinct. We need to feel. We need to feel pain. It's the same concept like taking your hand and putting it on a hot stove. That pain, that instant pain, it's enough to trigger your entire body, every aspect of your survival instinct, and teach yourself never to do it again. And listen, I'm 52 years old, so there is an equivalent of that hot stove to a 52-year-old, just like there is a very literal version of it to a five- or a six-year-old. Why do we keep going back? Why do we keep hitting our heads against the wall? Why do we keep asking for trouble? Why do we keep going back to someone who abuses us? Why do we continue to go back and give people who don't deserve a second chance, a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance? It's human nature. But in this particular case, instead of denying the whole, Instead of denying the darkness, embrace it. Sit down, pause, go back to the stop digging. You don't want to embrace the darkness while digging. Stop digging and embrace it. It may very well guide you. And and this concept of who is the it, right? Why are we personifying the whole? What does the whole represent in our life? Maybe it actually is a whole. In our heart, maybe it's a hole in terms of something missing from us in our life. Maybe we can plug the hole. Isn't this really what we're talking about? Will we ever really talk about a literal hole? But in this particular case, our ability to be a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more open, a little bit more transparent, open ourselves up to a broader group of people, going back to the idea of inviting a friend, finding out in actual fact who our real friends are. The mark of a friend, a real friend, is not to be there for you during good times. It's, then, it's during the bad times. That's when you know who your real friends are. But more importantly, and I've discovered this so many times in life, I, I, I don't hold it against my, quote, friends, but I am blown away and surprised by the strangers in my life, how they stand up and how they step up. That's my sense of marvel and, 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 and wonder. It's, it's the empathy and it's the kindness and, and it's the resourcefulness 
in strangers. And what it tells me is how many people are out there capable of so much good, so much kindness, so much generosity. And the message to me is to always stay open, stay open and open-minded and and never just close, batten down the hatches, stay closed or closed off to possibility. Keep my circle too small. My kids always say to me, Dad, you're always talking to strangers. I, yes, and I always will. I will always make conversation with every person that I, that I, that I come into contact with because you never know who they're going to be. They may be that stranger that helps you out the whole. You just never know. Probably one of the greatest gifts or, or insights I could share with you is that, is that point. You never know who's listening. You look at a room and you go, hmm, let's look at the numbers. There are 29 people here. Well, you know, there should be 290 people here. I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off because there's a room right now. I, I don't know this. I'm just making it up. Where there are 290 people in it. And I know the people in that room. And they're, and they're awful people. And, they're, and that's a drama room. And, uh, you know, and they're cloud chasers. You know what? It's got nothing to do with them. It's got everything to do with you. It's got everything to do with you with the fact that what you've the mistake that you've made is that you haven't taken a moment to actually realize who the 30 people are in the room. Just one of those people could change your life forever or you could change their life. That's another twist to this as well. Why assume that the people in the room are here to help you? Why not flip that completely? And if you think about it, how indulgent is it to be able to say, well, I'm, you know, I'm out to save lives today. I'm out to change lives today. How many people in the room? 290. That's 290 lives. You know, let's not, let's put another, t- you know, when I get to 500 lives that I've changed, I get a free uh, koozie, you know, it's ridiculous. Focus on quality, quality conversations. You know, when you're sitting in the darkness and embracing the darkness, you may actually find or feel something. There may be someone else there with you. That hand that reaches out, the hand that you can that squeezes yours, the hand that you can squeeze back. Why do we assume we're the only person in the darkness? We're not. And by actually being able to sit and embrace the darkness, and in that silence, we may hear something or see something or feel something or smell something. So number 10, dig a tunnel to freedom. Uh, if you can't go up, go sideways. Look for alternative paths that may not be immediately obvious. I think this last point, that d- dig the tunnel to freedom. I mean, Again, I could be super, super esoteric with this one. <laughs> I could actually say maybe the tunnel uh, or maybe the hole never gets filled. Maybe the hole is actually a, a safe place, like a tree house or something that you come to every now and then. And now that you know how to get in and how to get out, you know to go back to that place. Maybe it's your alone time. Maybe it's your, your special time. Maybe it's just time to be alone. So the word dig a tunnel to freedom, um, I would challenge that. And I would say maybe the hole actually is your freedom. 
And maybe the tunnel is back to captivity. And again, we could go down that, you know, that whole rabbit hole, hole, uh, you know, until the cows come home. But the idea of going sideways or alternative paths, this is the this is the power of innovation at the end of the day. I mean, this is the ability to think differently or think laterally. Um, this is the ability to realize maybe that um, your calling is elsewhere, that your purpose um, is elsewhere, um, that you've been living in captivity or at least you've been trapped. Um, and freedom represents, in this particular case, um, doing what you love, being true to yourself and staying the course. Those three things are the three elements of the book that I'm finishing of Forever Changed. Um, so um, the whole, the tunnel, freedom, etc. I, I want to, okay, I found a few quotes, um, and I just wanted to read them to you. And then again, just see um, in Discord if anyone wants to come up and add to the conversation or ask any questions and likewise in the audience in, in Clubhouse. Uh, so the first is um, um, Steve Jobs. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. So, you know, maybe maybe you dig holes for a living. <laughs> maybe you dig tunnels for a living. Maybe you help people out of holes. Um, but if you love what you do, love the dirt, love, you know, love the darkness, um, love the process, love the fact, um, I'll bring you up now, Dimple, um, love the fact that sometimes it's going to get uh, a little bit bumpy and a little bit dirty as well. Uh, number two, the only thing standing between you and your goal is the story you keep telling yourself as to why you can't achieve it, Jordan Belfort, right? So this idea as well, I can't get out of the hole. The hole is too deep, you know, I'm, I'm too far gone. That's bullshit. Um, Albert Schweitzer, success is not the key to, to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you're doing, you will be successful. Um, and I'll read you the last two, unknown. Uh, this is an unknown uh, reference. The difference between stumbling blocks and stepping stones is how you use them. I think if today's session has not demonstrated that, nothing will. And finally, Henry Ford, failure is only the opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. You know, um, there's, there's, an, there's an old saying, right, which is, you know, again, the, the, the best thing to do when digging oneself into a hole is to stop digging, but the other way is to kind of say, hey, listen, don't do it again. If you get out, when you get out, um, first of all, how you get out, that's all part of your story. It's all part of what shapes you now and turns you and transforms you into something else, something different. Maybe you're becoming your purpose as well. But don't do it again. Don't do it again. If you can help it, if you're aware of it, you know, avoid the hole. Avoid falling into the hole. Avoid digging yourself into a hole. Know when to stop digging. And you know what? Final point. Maybe you'll be able to help someone out of a hole because you've seen the signs and you've been there. Listen, I can go on this metaphor uh, and this all day, but Dimple, uh, welcome to the stage. Thanks for popping in. Uh, um, love to hear your thoughts on today. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, great topic, great room. Yeah, so when you said, you know, like doing what you love, I think that's really important. You know, a lot of times people go through life like living other people's dreams and not building their own dreams. And that 
by nature can't, you know, make them happy, right? But when you're doing things that really is your mission in life, it doesn't feel like work. It actually feels like fun. And if you're not having fun with the work that you're doing, you know, like either either you're working for someone else or either you're just not happy doing that. That's not like your mission. Because when you're doing something you love, you're going to wake up every day looking forward to starting your day, looking forward to Monday instead of Friday. So I think it goes back to like, you know, finding what your passion is, but also finding what your why is. Like, what's your why for doing what you do every day? And if you have a why that's really big and bodacious, I think that's what keeps you going through those tough times. Because no matter what in life, there's going to be tough times. There's going to be challenges and struggles. But then when you remind yourself of your why, of why you do what you do every day, of why you started, that is going to feel you and give you the energy and the strength that you need you know, and the mental grit to actually get through anything that comes your way. So those are some thoughts I had on that one. A hundred percent. And, you know, as you were talking about it, I was thinking, what about people that actually dig holes for a living? Um, as in, you know, people that work in in funeral homes and in cemeteries. Um, and, and I mean, I was that's all that popped into my mind. I couldn't help it. It's what popped in, like, I mean, there are pr- probably people that do that for a living that actually love their job. Or can you imagine hating your job? Can you imagine hating that job and being in that job? That that's that's an awful that's an awful um, place to be in. Um, or when you think about being in that job um, and realizing that you have an opportunity to to console um, or to act with respect and care and consideration or in a funeral home um, and you are, are basically that that bridge, that little bit of humanity, the small thing. I was actually, from a coaching standpoint, talking to someone who runs a funeral home the other day and, um, you know, and, and, it's, and it's a tough business. It's a tough business. You, can, you, you almost like can't help but snicker. At, at the thought of someone in a funeral home. I mean, we've seen six feet under, um, et cetera, et cetera. It, 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 it's very difficult to relate to. Um, but when you actually listen and, and hear the care and the consideration that these are not macabre, you know, people that literally, you know, going back to one of the things, kind of embrace the darkness, but they understand, you know, that, that, that flower, that fresh-picked flower that they that they pick from their own garden or a handwritten note, um, that suddenly they are strangers. They are the most awkward strangers in the world. That are everything in that one moment um, to someone who is who is you know grieving and going through this bereavement um, as well. How can you do that without loving what you do? How can you, you do know that? What? It's funny, like I actually back in the day I used to have a client that owned a couple of funeral homes and I used to handle their marketing and, you know, like just meeting with all these different types of businesses and stuff like that. It, it really, you know, helped me understand them, like, you know, and their why. And for him, it was like a family business too, like, you know, it was um, kind of, you know, came down from the family line, but also to him, it was more about honoring and respecting you know, people's loved ones that they lost, you know, and, and making sure that they, 
um, were well taken care of, right? And so it was a very, like, respectful thing. And um, the guy, he took a lot of pride in, in, in what he did because, you know, he um, was helping people mm -hmm. through a tough time, but also honoring people's memories for, for their family members and their loved ones. So it was, and yes, it's a business to make money, but, but, you know, he did it with compassion, you know, and his staff did it with compassion. I, I want everyone that's here today, by the way, if you are new to this, we, we do the collective cafe Monday through Friday, eight to 9am Monday is kind of manifest. I mean, we don't follow that, that closely, but, but I think we were true to manifestation and motivation Monday, thought leadership Tuesday, wellness Wednesday, live book reads on Thursday, um, oftentimes with the author if they're alive, um, very macabre. And Friday is kind of no agenda Friday. Um, we might, we just, I actually discussed uh, mixing uh, things up a little bit as well, um, but more on that, uh, more on that another time, uh, but still keep maybe adding a little bit of programming uh, to Friday as well, which could be kind of interesting too. Um, if you can't attend live, and uh, and we do it live here in Clubhouse in the Startup Club, um, we're in discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. That's the home. We've been doing this for over a year. I mean, this is probably now kind of um, the recorded, maybe number 102, 103. It's completely changed my life. Um, and it's what I look forward to every single day. And then uh, but if you can't attend live, um, Collective Cafe to go, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, where you get a Discord, uh, Discord, you get a podcast version of it. I also try where possible and I put a LinkedIn article. So I'll definitely try and uh, put this up on LinkedIn within the next 24 hours and Substack just so that, um, you know, those 10 points um, can be documented. I, I want to I leave you just with a thought today, um, which is, um, take take time, take a moment, stop digging. Um, you know, listen, you could be digging something amazing. You don't always have to be digging yourself into a hole. You could be digging yourself out of a hole. Um, you could you could be building something where where the digging is part of a building. But take a moment to pause, just to pause and reflect and introspect um, and and give yourself credit for what you've done and how far you've come. Um, rather than um, the daunting, you know, kind of almost insurmountable odds of what you still have to overcome. You'll get there and, and maybe you won't. Maybe something else will come along. Maybe that, that uh, tunnel that takes you to freedom um, will, will bring you to a completely different space or different place. I know it sounds sometimes like a little bit cliched, but, you know, think about this. Think about what is... Uh, mandatory what is what is compulsory what is immovable uh, immovable immutable irrefutable in your life and think about what is not um, and you know more often than not um, surprise surprise the things that are non-negotiable in your life will be your your partner your spouse your kids your parents and yet and yet um, look at me you know my my mom passed away in January, living in South Africa. I've been out of South Africa since 1997. Um, my sister lives in London. My brother lives uh, in Cape Town. So what did I do? I 
went away. I went to I went I went to a place. I went to a place um, with you know my on four my girlfriend who's my wife and now we we're married and we've you know twenty five years and three lovely children, amazing children. Um, but really, was the was if the non negotiable was family? Why are we not all living together? Why are we not all living together? What is important? What is not? By the way, just so that I don't get like too insanely, you know, kind of like kumbaya. I know many people that have done that, that have actually moved uh, or not moved, and they're together with their parents and and siblings, and they fight like cats and dogs and don't even talk anymore. So you know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. The important point and takeaway is to determine what is negotiable in your life and what is non-negotiable. The car you drive, non-negotiable. You know, the the job you have or even the, even the industry or the career you're in, it could be negotiable or non-negotiable. But when you actually are able to determine your priorities and what gives you life force, what gives you meaning, what gives you energy, um, what allows you to what Dimple was saying, to love what you do, because if you love what you do, the rest will follow. And when you really love your work, guess what? It doesn't feel like work anymore. You've heard this many, many times, I'm sure, by many people. It is true. It is absolutely true. When you love what you do, you can't wait to get out of bed in the morning. You don't lie awake at night sweating and, and, and anxious, worrying about all the things that you can't control. You put that aside, you get a good night's sleep, and you start again tomorrow, right? This whole, this whole, this whole metaphor, this whole WH, this whole metaphor is essentially a metaphor for your life. The hole that we're digging is our life. We can choose whether we are actually um, victims, whether we are, you know, always on the, de- on the receiving end or whether we are in fact in control. We're defining our own narrative. We're defining our own future. We're blazing our own path. Um, and we're doing it with meaning, with purpose, with love, with fulfillment, um, and with joy. Um, so um, don't knock the hole. <laughs> don't knock the hole. The hole is meaning. Um, have an amazing, amazing Monday, everyone. We will be back on Tuesday. Um, I always appreciate everyone who comes up and joins on stage. So thank you, uh, Dimple. And uh, I will see all of you hopefully tomorrow. Bye, everyone. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.